So you want to hear a funny story from my last day at Drip? Yes. <laughs> About midway through the day, I was kind of running through my checklist of, of things I needed to do. And one of them was return my key card for getting into the building. So I pulled it out, set it on a little pile on my desk, and then remembered I had to turn in my parking pass too. So I go out the building, go to my car, get the parking pass, come back and realize, uh-oh, I can't get into the building. So had to pull out my phone, Slack, someone in the office can, you know, ask someone to come rescue me. Our newest hire came down. His name is Tommy. He came down to the first floor and told me a story that he did the same thing on his last day at his last job. So we all had a good laugh and that was funny. And then a few hours later, we get this, this message in the same Slack channel that I had posted in from Tommy. And he says, hey, I think I'm stuck in the elevator. We all assumed that he had made the same mistake and left his key card. So we, we go to the first floor. He's not there. We go to the second floor. And I ping him again. I said, what do you mean by stuck in the elevator? And he said, I'm in the lower level. It passed the first floor, went to the basement, and now the elevator will not respond. Wow. <laughs> so so it's a, at that point, it's like 4 o'clock in the day, and, and there's like a happy hour that we're all about to head out to uh, to celebrate my last day. We're kind of just running around the building following our, our ops guy. And this first time I saw the basement of the lead page's office, which is pretty trippy. And nice. Is that where you keep all the dead leads? Uh, yeah, I think so. And telephone booths. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't there to see it happen, but I guess the fire department had to come. They came in with all their axes and everything, but I think they all they had to do was put that special key in and uh, pry the door open. Gotcha. So it has a happy wow. ending, but you you hadn't even left and things are falling apart. Yeah, I know. So we all you know joked that I had put in some kind of dead man switch or something. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> you have some back doors and such, right? That you've yeah. left in there secretly. Oh, well, you know, they'll never know, right? <laughs> Of course. D- does your shirt say quit your job? It says quit your day job. This is uh, the guys behind Less Accounting made these shirts a couple of years ago, and uh, I feel like it was fitting. To wear. Yeah, that is fitting. Are you no longer an employee of Drip as of right now? That is correct. Yep. As of yet, as of one day ago, was that your last? As day? of one day ago, yeah. Wow. We were recording. It is Saturday, and yesterday was my my final day. How do you feel? Um, it is definitely like a freeing feeling. Even though I haven't technically been on call for a long time, there's still anyone who's involved with the SaaS app always sort of feels on call. So that was definitely a freeing feeling that I felt when I woke up this morning. But I will say that I suspect I'm going to feel it even more come Monday morning when I know that everyone is heading back to work and and I am doing something different. So it'll probably hit me more then. Yeah. And your logins don't work. Yeah. Right. Have you been booted off Slack yet? Uh, I don't think so, but I'm sure it'll happen any minute. <laughs> yeah. We touched on this last time, but I'm curious like what the what the moments will be for you, like what that makes things sink in kind of more viscerally. Because I remember having a, a series of those when I left ThoughtBot. Yep. I mean, I had, a, I had several of them, obviously, on Friday. Uh, one of them was, you know, it was 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I didn't have any more tasks on my list. I was just sort of waiting around. So I started peeling all the stickers off of my company-issued laptop. <laughs> and that was, and then I took a photo of it, and it, it was like a very sad picture of like st- sticker residue left behind on this this laptop. Yeah, totally. Are you bummed to be leaving the people that you've been seeing every day for so long? That is the part I'm most bummed about. Yeah, for sure. And fortunately, since I'm not relocating, 
anytime soon. I'll at least get to kind of interact with folks still in the at meetups and such. But uh, totally, yeah, I'm gonna miss seeing them every day for sure. Yeah, and I imagine you and Rob have a relationship outside the office and whatnot, so you'll see each other. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Nice. So tell me more. Like a, a thing, just a big thing just changed for you. I'm, I'm really curious how it feels and what you've been doing and what you've been thinking. And let me have it. Yeah. So last time we recorded, I obviously broke the news that this was happening and the natural question came up of what am I working on next? And I committed publicly to uh, posting a manifesto by the time uh, that episode aired. And so that was a that was a pretty ambitious deadline for myself as I soon realized. <laughs> I, I cut my first draft of it and started sharing it around. Um, you did some edits on it. Thanks for thanks for reading that in advance for me. I was definitely up until like 1.30 a.m. before Friday, my last day at Drip, just uh, editing and refining and polishing. Um, I always forget when, with like a big, sort of a big important piece like this, how how it never feels like it's finished. And it's hard, it's hard to feel like satisfied with its state because there's always things I, I feel like I can improve. But For uh, sure. But sometimes you just got to ship it. So ship it I did. And I debated the timeline of when to actually start promoting the manifesto. I definitely wanted to get it live so that I could hold true to my promise uh, on the podcast. But ultimately decided that it would probably be too stressful to to release that and actively promote it on Friday while I'm also doing last day festivities. Um, totally. So fortunately it hasn't like spread too far. Definitely some people have read it and posted like links here and there on Twitter, but it's still pretty self-contained. So, so that's sort of like first order of business next week is to do a, a push to sort of get this manifesto spread around and start getting some feedback from folks. You've experienced some of the the joy and pain of uh, committing to public deadlines on a podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I had gotten the, the larger share of that for a little while, but now you, yeah. you've experienced that. And it's my turn now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Derek, what what are you going to do? What are you yeah, doing? So, so now let's, yeah, let's dive into it. Um, so the, the core of the idea is that I strongly believe that Slack is killing developer productivity in the modern workplace. And that's sort of the central thesis of, of the problem that I want to solve. I've been noodling on a bunch of ideas and building building kind of a prototype on the side for a while, just exploring different ways, better ways of organizing team communication. So I feel pretty pretty good about where that's at right now. The manifesto is basically a, putting a stake in the ground and explaining my position on this, and that I fundamentally believe that chat is a subpar default mode of communication for teams, especially teams of makers who are trying to find deep focus time and not be constantly interrupted. I definitely feel sort of a grassroots momentum behind this idea. I, I feel like every time I talk to a developer, they rarely have positive things to say about Slack. I mean, it's it's a balance because there are definitely parts of Slack that are awesome. And a large part of it is like helping teams feel really connected to each other. And I definitely experienced that when we first started using Slack, which is why you know, it was an easy decision to kind of go all in on it. But after, you know, five years of using it, watching it scale from just two of us up to over 60 people, it became clear that chat is just way too chaotic to be used as the the default form of communication. You're right that there's a groundswell right now, I think. I actually, on my suggestion, we started doing retros at my new gig because there was not like a standing, like, how are things going meeting. And 
one of the things I did is I went around to everyone on the dev team and said, like, what are your concerns right now? And actually, the most common concern was that people felt like they were not as productive as they could be because they were constantly getting interrupted. Yep. It was like by far the the biggest thing. Yeah. And I've seen it on my team too. I mean, I sort of have one foot in the quote unquote manager mode where, you know, part of my job at the tail end of Drip was to be interrupted by my team and to make myself available. And so when I had that hat on, I felt the pain less because... You know, I don't mind if people are reaching me in my push notifications. But as soon as I put my maker hat on and actually tried to build a feature, I always wanted to snooze notifications. And I sort of dive into this too in the manifesto where like, you can go into do not disturb mode, but then when you return, one, it's like, we care about the perception of our uh, fellow colleagues. And if we're snoozing notifications for too long and not responding to things, then it people begin to question, like, is this person actually working? Or, you know, what are they doing? Why are they not responding? And, you know, important conversations are very likely to get just lost in the in the chatter. And so it creates this large burden of having to skim through lots of channels and, you know, follow up down the line. And so now you have two messages related to each other that are sort of spread out in this channel and searching them out and trying to find the cohesive discussion is is really challenging. So there's all these reasons why like snoozing is almost more stressful than just letting the notifications come in. And I heard the same thing from my team that, you know, that was the number one concern in retros too, was the amount of distractions from Slack. Totally. When your mode of communication is chat, it has a strong implication of real time to it. So especially and like especially if you like private message somebody, right? That's like tapping someone on the shoulder and be like, "Hey, I have a question for you." And then if you take a couple hours to respond, it it has a the implication of negativity, right? Like this why did this person ignore me for so long when I was reaching out to them specifically? Right. And one of the biggest problems is that there is no concept of an inbox in Slack. Like there's no there's no place for safekeeping for all the things that are important for me to respond to later. And everything is ex- is by default expected to be urgent because if you don't respond to it right away, then it's likely to get lost. So, hmm. yeah. So, all right. I hear you. I, I believe your problem. I think I, I think I would sign up for your manifesto issues. So it sounds like an inbox is one thing that we're missing, but what's, what is your, your vision of how we, how we get out of this morass? So I think putting threads back at the center of the tool is important. So I think there are qualities of email that are really positive. Email has an inbox. Email is organized by threads. It has an asynchronous nature. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of us sort of migrated away from email because it's a slower medium. Like it doesn't, it doesn't work well when things do need to be real time. And so you know, we sort of started out with like email plus Skype or email plus Google Hangouts or something like that. At least that's what my team did. And so it was sort of like email at the center. And then we were using this real time thing when we needed it. We discovered that like, I don't know if it's like a 50-50 balance of half of it's real time, half of it's async, then you end up with these two repositories of data. And, you know, the old, old chat apps really didn't care much about preserving history or sharing, you know, you still had silos where it was just a lot of independent one-on-one conversations and the whole team couldn't access them. So I think like one of the big innovations of Slack was sort of 
centralizing team communications in one repository and allowing those to be out in the open so that anyone can go reference them if you choose to make it public, right? We need those qualities of Slack, but we also need to marry them with sort of the organizational qualities of email. And there still should be sort of the the chat room forum available, but which is basically a channel in Slack today, but those should not be used for anything important. Anything that is actually important or needs to be hashed out asynchronously should go into a thread. And that thread should have a subject, that thread should sit in an inbox until you choose to take action upon it. I like it. I like that you, <laughs> I like that you have an enemy for this. Yeah. That's a nice like starting point. Yeah. And one of the things I want to be careful about doing too is demonizing Slack. They've made a lot of great contributions to the way we work. I agree with the argument. So the biggest counterpoint to my whole thesis that I've heard is that, well, you're just misusing Slack. You know, like Slack was never designed to be a place where important discussions that are asynchronous take place. You should be using email or project management for that. I would basically agree in theory with that, but know that in practice, uh, most of us just tend to centralize on one place to discuss things. And there's a lot of cognitive burden to always having to decide like, wait, is this async or should we hash this out in real time? Which platform should I choose? Should I just put it in multiple places to make sure they, you know, it gets hashed out in the right place? And there's just a lot of thinking involved with that. And what if you pick the wrong tool to use? We start with email and then discover we want to go synchronous on this. So now we have to like split the conversation between two platforms. There's just, I feel like a lot of problems with with trying to do that. But if your organization has the discipline and has managed to organize itself in that way, where Slack is truly only used for synchronous things, then maybe it's not a problem. But I feel like for the rest of us, uh, there's there's definitely a problem. Hmm. So it sounds like the thing you're imagining building has both of these sides, like the async and the sync. Is that true? Yes. So will it take some of the same discipline to make sure you're using the right portion of it then that already exists? Yeah. So the tool can't force you to do the right things, but I think there's a lot of things you can do from a product and user experience perspective to make people fall into the pit of success. Like it should be diff- <laughs> It should be difficult to misuse the product. And I feel like that's Slack is doing the opposite, where it's super easy to misuse it. Slack feels very much like some of the apps we use for personal things, like social media and text messaging, where those apps are very addictive. We want to check them all the time. When we see a notification badge, we we just kind of like deep down want to clear that, especially if we're we're mildly distracted at the time. It's just like this magnetic pull to like go click over and clear the notification. So it, it kind of plays into some some troublesome parts of human nature. And I think our tools can do a lot better job of of steering us in the right path. I feel like I, I caught a clue of some of how you're thinking about that because it sounded like maybe you're imagining you can transition somewhat seamlessly from a asynchronous discussion to a synchronous discussion and have those things tied together. Is that accurate? Yeah. yeah. That's nice. I think that's an accurate way to, to portray it. And like, if you think about it, an email thread is basically suitable for asynchronous. And if you think of an email thread as operating more like a Slack channel where, you know, if there are two people who are available at the same time and want to discuss something, it's possible for that thread to go back and forth really quickly. But if they're not online at the same time, then 
it can function more like an email thread. So I think it's like, I think those concepts can be married. So another example of where I feel like Slack doesn't necessarily encourage best practices is the way that the notification system works. It's sort of all or nothing. Like you can, you can snooze a channel or you can put yourself into do not disturb, or you can let all the notifications through. And in Slack, there's no way to, there's no easy way to denote that like this message I'm sending is truly urgent as opposed to something that is less urgent. Like you, there's no way to specify urgency. I mean, I always worried when I would go into do not disturb mode that there would be some message in a channel that truly should push through my notification barrier. Just making the construct be like at mention somebody and that pushes through their notification barrier. Well, the barrier for pushing through is too low. So you need to be able to say like, yes, I want to break through, do not disturb for people but there's like a little extra step of friction for the person who's sending the message so that they are unlikely to misuse it, you know? Mm -hmm. Totally. So it sounds like priority is maybe going to be a concept here as well. Ability to specify priority. I think so. And I I don't know exactly what the mechanism looks like because I can imagine a lot of poorly implemented ways this would look. So it's going to take some some finesse to, (laughs) to get that right. But I think that needs to be a part of it as well. I felt the lack of that feature in the past Mm -hmm. where I'm like asking a thing that is low priority or someone's commenting on something that's, you know, the weekend or whatever. And like it's this can wait, uh, but it it carries with it the expectation of immediacy anyway. It's hard to convince someone like this is not a big deal yet. Like, don't worry about it right now. Yep. And a lot of things, if you think about it, do sort of have a deadline attached to them. Like and maybe it's like an easy way to specify that I'd like this discussion resolved by end of week. So I don't know if it's if it's just the ability to put some kind of time optional time expectation on a thread or if it's a, like a slider that gives you a level of urgency. Um, I don't I don't know what it looks like exactly. But um, I was just imagining like ability to sort a list of things that I need to act on by when the person who sent them to me wants them or needs them mm-hmm. is yep. something I definitely don't have now, but I could see being really useful. Yeah. It's interesting, too, to think of those things as that, you know, metadata of the discussion thread. So a discussion thread is almost like, I mean, you can think of it like a GitHub issue thread where there's a timeline of things and maybe everyone, someone involved at a certain point can determine, like, we don't need to finish hashing this out right now, but let's drop a due date for ourselves in here to remind us to come back to this later. And so it's like, there's this thread that maybe has a due date attached to it, maybe has an urgency level attached to it. Maybe you can close it officially. Um, and people can choose whether they want to keep it in their inbox or not. I love the idea of adding metadata to that. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. So, so what are we talking about here? Are we talking about a thing you're going to make? Like we are talking about a thing that I intend to make. Yes. And I think step number one is to do, do my homework and my homework is talking to people and having conversations and verifying that, what I think is the right solution actually resonates with people. It's clear that there there's dissatisfaction in the market. It's clear there's a grassroots sort of groundswell happening right now. But I definitely need to first make sure that all my assumptions are in alignment with my niche. And I think that niche is developers to start with. Um, mm-hmm. Teams of them. Teams of developers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, you will be making something that you will have intimate familiarity with. <laughs> that's for sure. That's a good, that's <laughs> a good is, sign. 
I say in my manifesto, this is a personal mission. Like this is not just this is not just a business opportunity that has come across my path. I really want this solution to exist, and I think it's ripe for change. How all in are you on this idea right now? It sounds like maybe not all in because you're still kind of like you want to double check that the world you know wants this thing basically. Yeah, I think I'm I'm as all in as I can be, having not had a ton of in-depth conversations about the type of solution that I want to build. I've definitely gained confidence in the fact that developers, many developers don't don't like Slack. So I know there's a problem there. What I need to do though is just get get even more sure about uh, about the solution I'm proposing. Mm-hmm. Cool. So do you have a any concrete plans for that right now? You know, step number one is hopefully getting a good quantity of of email addresses uh, from the manifesto. You know, the call to action there is, I basically need your help. You know, if this if this is resonating with you, you know, please put your email address in the form and as sort of a vote in favor of solving this problem. And I think I probably at some point will want to circulate um, a Calendly link or something to where. Um, you know, I can start getting some some discussions booked on the calendar. So listeners, if you're out there, uh, my ask is check out the manifesto. It's at DerekReimer.com and uh, drop your email address in there if, if you want this thing to exist. That seems like a really good first step. I like it. Yeah. And it will give you that initial feedback of like, can I even get a couple hundred email addresses in here or is or not? Yep. Right. That's good feedback yep. right away. Totally. Very cool. Yeah. We can put a name to this. I have a working name for this product, oh, nice. and I think it'll make it a lot easier if we can if we can call it out by name on the podcast. So, my working name is is Level, and the name is sort of derived from uh, from balance, from keeping things even keeled, <laughs> not chaotic. Uh, that's sort of sort of the analogy there. So nice. I like it. Do you have a domain yeah. for this? Um, I have a, a handful of domains. I've been. I've been accumulating and I haven't arrived for sure on which one it's going to be. Gotcha. Uh, I'm d- definitely going to need to be embracing the alternative TLDs, I think. Sure. <laughs> because yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, this is exciting. Yeah. I'm stoked. I'm ready to hit the ground running and uh, can't wait to to chronicle the journey on this podcast. Yeah. it's uh, Your timing is good, I got to say. I know. <laughs> this is, this it's is perfect. just like we're running a, a relay and we just passed the baton. That's right. On exactly. The, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How's your mental state about all of it? So I know there are ups and downs coming. I have a fresh copy of Sherry Walling's book uh, in case I need to uh, <laughs> in case I need to reference it. But uh, right now it's just it's all excitement. It's all uh, optimism about the future. And uh, I will gladly ride on this high for as long as I can. <laughs> Very cool. Very yeah. cool. So you committed to like a, a deadline last time. Do you have an, an idea of another like milestone you're hoping to hit in the near future mm. that, that you want to go on record with right now? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to hold off dropping another one on here, but maybe my, my goal is to have a goal by next time we record a medical. <laughs> yep. Speaking of goals, we got to talk about our, our progress such as it, as it is. Yep. I have barely done any handstands or squatting. <laughs> I've done more squatting than handstands, but that's not to say that there's been a lot of it. Okay. Um, yep. So I have a job, but uh, my... Fi- oh, and then there's meditation. I also have not been <laughs> meditating. <laughs> so I'm one for four uh, going into our last month here. But um, 
you know, I carefully formulated all my goals such that I could maybe do this panicked sprint at the end and uh, make up some lost ground. <laughs> so that is where I'm at now. So okay. um, I think my march, and I know my march will consist of a lot of meditating and squats and handstands. <laughs> you have a lot of catch up to do. I do. I have so much. Yeah. yeah. But hey, I think that will make a better march than if I hadn't set this goal at all. A lot of times I fall short of where I wanted to be on something, but I get further than I would have if I hadn't tried or hadn't set a goal or hadn't committed to something. Yeah, right? it's like the whole nature of a stretch goal, right? Like even if, exactly. you don't meet, if you don't meet it, you'll at least have achieved something meaningful. So Totally. Yeah, exactly. So, you yeah. know, I, I, have a, I have a little bit of goal guilt around that, but uh, it's still semi-recoverable, technically recoverable, and we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. Okay, cool. Um, mine, I similarly have not been reaching all my targets um so i one of them was a daily establishing a daily reading habit read at least one word a day or something like that right uh that is not happening consistently i have done some some spurts of like spending a couple hours in the evening reading i'm currently rereading um the book zero to one which is sort of applicable to to the stage i'm at right now and would like to dive like in a future episode, we can kind of dive into some takeaways from that because I think there's a lot of gold in there. I give myself a maybe a half point on this one because I am making progress through some books that I want to read, but just not like happening on a daily basis. But I would like to fix that. So we'll see how March goes. Personal fitness goal. So this one, I, I think I have a somewhat valid excuse that I was sick for several weeks in the month of February and also traveling a bit in there too. I went ahead and I rescheduled my bod pod that was supposed to be beginning of March because I know that like this is not like I don't need to collect data on February. February was not a good a good month. <laughs> so so we'll we'll see how it comes in. I, I think I would have to be beyond the the healthy rate of fat loss to achieve my ideal uh 20%. I'm probably gonna have to adjust this one. Maybe I'll maybe I'll try to come up with a new revised goal that's realistic and i think my other one was shipping something open source which i've not yet done but we can dive into this in a future episode i think there's going to be some interesting open source opportunities around level mm. and yeah that's all i'll say right now okay cool i'm looking forward to hearing more about that yeah if you eat your validation vegetables mm -hmm. then we can gorge ourselves on technical discussion dessert <laughs> yes yeah awesome that'll be let's fun let's do that yes cool all right well let's get back on track let's do it we'll try we'll have it we'll try to have a good march and then uh check in on april and see how we did awesome sounds good cool all right i have to run but it's good chatting to you yeah great chatting with you as well i guess that's it okay let's call all it. right derek if someone wanted to access the show notes for this episode where would they go they would go to artofproductpodcast.com. That sounds right. I, I bet that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've corrected you several times already. Yeah, yeah, you have. You're not going to work on Monday. This is like blowing my mind. I'm not. I know. The world is your oyster. It is. Well, have a good weekend, except that your weekend now stretches in front of you interminably, except that there <laughs> is no weekend because you also have no job. So it's you, welcome to the, the neutral zone. Yeah. Where like maybe you never feel like you're having a weekend or maybe you feel like you're always having a weekend. That's yeah. yeah that's gonna be up to you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well good luck. Let me know how it goes. Thanks, man. <laughs> uh we're off next week, it sounds like, probably. I think so. Yeah, I'm traveling 
uh, traveling okay. a bit. So all right, so we'll t- we'll check back in with it, with all y'all folks soonish, and I'll have some updates. Cool, sounds good. All right, take it easy. All right, ciao. Bye bye.